Hey friends, Dave Hagen here. Today we're going to talk about cutting the cord. That's today on the Financial Wellness Podcast. Welcome to the Financial Wellness Podcast, Dave's weekly message to keep you on your path to the financial success. Here is your host, financial problem solver and talk show host, Dave Hagan. Hey, thanks, Nick. As always, here today in the studio, we've got Nick Capella, our announcer. Thank you for being here, Nick. We've got Brian Reed, my good friend and cohort. Uh, thanks for coming in, Brian. Hey, happy to be here. So, uh, a couple of weeks ago, Brian and I were talking about his experience and cutting the cord. And I said, Brian, do tell our listeners about your experience <laughs> cutting the cord. How was it? Well, I went back and I was starting to think about the entire process. And nowadays, there are just more and more ads for cord cutting and ditching pay TV services. And we know it, it must be a real thing or at least some think it's going to be a real thing in the very near future because, you know, there are major players with skin in the game, YouTube, DirecTV, Hulu. So I wondered what the real numbers were. And I started digging around on the web. And there are articles out there about cutting the cord actually dating back to 2014 and even earlier. Obviously, 2014 is too long ago. So I filtered through the results, you know, down to within the last year. And I actually got a ton of hits from just last month. And most were quoting a research group called eMarketer. So this was on USA Today's Talking Tech page dated July 24th, 2018. And it's entitled, Cord Cutting Accelerates with Millions More Expected to Leave Pay TV for Netflix, Hulu, and Amazon. And I'm thinking, great, here we go. We're going to get stats. And the article starts. The research firm eMarketer suggests that this year, 6 million more TV viewers will depart pay TV for internet video services such as Netflix and Hulu. And I'm going perfect. Let's hear the evidence. You know me, I love the evidence. Article goes on. The number of cord cutters, so those who cancel pay TV service, is expected to climb 32.8% this year to 33 million. That's higher than the 27.1 million cord cutters expected for 2018, as eMarketer forecasted last year. Now, time out. You guys see what they did there? They seem to be defining a cord cutter as any customer who cancels their pay TV service. They're not saying those who cancel pay TV service with the specific intent of going to internet video services. They kind of imply it, you know, and it suggested it within the title and paragraph one. But when you actually read it, paragraph two, at least as it was written, it's kind of sketchy. People move and cancel service all the time. So I wondered, are they inflating the numbers? That's when I did a little research on this e-marketer source. We got to be thorough, right? And it actually looks like they're legit. I couldn't find any reference to a parent company or a potential bias because of ownership interests in either Hulu or Netflix. So I kept reading. And the next statistic is way more telling for me. Overall, 186.7 million U.S. adults will watch cable, satellite, or telecom-delivered pay TV in 2018. 
That's down 3.8% over last year, according to eMarketer's last survey. And that's based on 30 different research sources. And that decline is higher than the 3.4% drop in 2017. So now, to be fair, this is saying nothing about people joining up with Netflix or Hulu or similar. But if we agree that the majority of people are watching content and in these polls, the number of people who answered, yes, I have watched cable, satellite, or telecom delivered TV in 2018 is 3.8% lower than expected, then the people who make up that 3.8% are getting their content somewhere else. They've got to be getting it from somewhere, which means, you know, by process of elimination, they're streaming it directly, cutting out the cable middleman. And what's crazy is, you know, if it dropped 3.4% in 2017 and 3.8% in 2018, then these companies are theoretically looking at a 7.2% drop in people using their service in two years. So, yeah, this is a real thing. Wow. So people are... Cutting the cable, and cutting the cable refers to primarily people who are not going to be looking at uh, uh, cable TV any longer, and they're getting their content, whatever that content might be, from some other source. Right. They're, you no longer need uh, a middleman delivering you live TV or Netflix or anything. You can just get it directly off the web. So let me ask you, what... What was it like canceling your service? Was it was it rough? <laughs> you guys are going to like this one. Um, I'm not going to name names here, so let's just say I had bundled internet and cable with the company that I'm going to call Verizon. And, oh, oh, I've heard of them. Verizon, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Verizon had a service called Verizon BIOS. Okay. So Verizon sold a chunk of its accounts to a company called Frontier Communications. Oh, I see where this is going. Uh-huh. Yeah. Long story short, the price skyrocketed when Frontier took over. And Dave, I, I totally failed on this one. I didn't take your advice on taking the time to call and negotiating uh, a lower price. Same thing that you say to do with your credit cards. I didn't do it. Too busy. But Probably we, cost me an extra thousand bucks, actually. Yeah. We, we get all too busy. And who wants to call up and deal with three different people, three different departments, um, not knowing what your your leverage points are to, to try and save a couple bucks. It, it's tough to do. It, it should be done, but it's tough to do. And this is when it gets even stranger. Okay. <clears throat> so when I had a problem with my cable, I called Bruntier. Customer service person I had wasn't helpful at all, even gave me attitude. And that kind of released my underlying anger at the price increase. And I snapped. I told the guy, okay, I'm done. Cancellation department now, please. Guy responds with, yeah, they're closed. Okay. <laughs> you know? Shocker, right? So they make you jump through all these hoops to even get to the cancellation department. You can research this. It looks like all the companies do this. But now I'm mad and motivated. So I set a reminder on my phone. I called them back, and eventually I get to the cancellation department. And the woman who answers either is or at least has the voice of the sweetest grandma you ever heard. Now, this is actually a brilliant tactic if Brontier staffs their cancellation department with grandmas. They get the credit for the diversity hire while playing on people's grandma emotions. Because she looks at my account and is so apologetic. This should have never have happened. Your account got lost in the changeover. They should have adjusted it to, oh, oh, Brian, you know, 
I'm so sorry. And I totally started to fall for it. Here's what I'm going to do for you, sweetie. And she says, sweetie. And at this point, I'm nine again. Yeah, you're back on board. I'm back on board. I'm nine years old. (laughs) Grandma just bringing me a tray with a grilled cheese sandwich, tomato soup, and and animal crackers with the giraffes picked out. Because grandma agrees giraffes are stupid. Yeah, yeah. All right? So we're... She tells me, we're going to get you back to the price you should have been paying, okay? I'm like, thanks, Grandma. And, oh, oh, stay with me, honey, because there's this fee, but I can get you a credit. I'm thinking, no giraffes, and she gets me a credit? And that's when everything stopped. Credit. That's what I wanted. A credit for $1,000. I was overcharged because Grandma admitted this should never have happened. Your account got lost in the changeover, blah, blah, blah. Did you get your $1,000 credit from Grandma? Yeah. If you want to see a grandma turn on you faster than like Babe Ruth on a fastball, <laughs> ask for a $1,000 credit. Yeah. Because it was all downhill from there, you know. Now, really, I don't know if I was 100% geared towards canceling that day or if I figured Bruntier's notes would somehow indicate I was, a, you know, an angry customer and should be offered a deal. But, you know, that was it. Cancel it. Right now, I'm done. So she didn't offer you enough to stay. No, you know, she tried to get me the price that I was theoretically, you know, mm-hmm. supposed to have. And then all these other charges she was going to wipe off. But once she, she brought me back to reality by saying credit, I was like, yeah, I want a credit. They said no. And I said, bye-bye. Okay. All right. So what'd you do then? Look, I switched over. I cut the cord and I went, all right, look, big picture. This really isn't a big deal. You know, there's always ways to get news. It's not like you're giving up your cell phone. And I already had Netflix, you know, and Hulu for their separate content. So when you, when you cut the cord, when you closed your account with them, you, you stopped all of the, the television feed, which was the channels, uh, the network channels, the extra channels, the specialty channels, the whole, the whole shooting match. Whole thing. Cancel it. What Done. about what about um, internet service? Did you keep that? I part kept of the it? internet with them for now, and I okay. told them I'm only doing this until I can go research other places. Okay, and then I'm going to cut that too. Okay, and phone? No phone. No phone. I didn't have a phone. Right. So no 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 triple play option to get the nope. I the, just the triple Roger out of that. Okay, and you know now in hindsight, I probably should have done some more research between um, setting that reminder on my phone and then making the call to Bruntier during, you know, like that 28 seconds, their cancellation department is actually open. Um, you know, because initially it's weird. You know, your cable box is gone. What happened to your, what happened to your cable box? Why I mailed it that? back. They mailed me a box and I mailed it back. Wow. Wow. I turned off uh, like a dish, something at, at, at the house uh, recently. And they, uh, they said, just, just keep it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not worth mailing back. You don't want this this electronic box. No, just, just keep it. What about the dish attached to my house? They said, well, just throw that in the trash can too. It was kind of weird because it was only like two, three years old. This stuff apparently doesn't uh, have much. Uh, yeah. I thought about value. keeping it and saying, come get it. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. So yeah, so the you... cable box was gone. Okay. Your cable remote, you know, is gone. Right. And there was literally an empty space in my entertainment center where the cable box sat. What was that like? Ooh. It felt like, Something was missing. Yeah, we know yeah. was missing. Yeah, yeah. You know, so now to do all of this stuff, you're either, you know, you need a streaming device. So either Apple TV, Amazon Fire TV stick, or a Roku, one of those things. Or, you know, if you're lucky, if your TV is new enough, you may have these apps already on them. So I started by setting, signing up for these uh, free trials. 
on the various online TV services. You know, again, we're looking at the majors here. So Sling TV, Direct TV Now, YouTube TV, Hulu with Live TV. You know, they each have their own interfaces and different channel packages. Um, so you're getting the same content, but the experience of getting to that content is different. It's so, odd. So just to understand, you're not you're not getting the cable feed anymore, but the cable is still there, only giving you internet access. And these boxes that you've talked about let you get your television content through their boxes over the internet connection. Exactly. Wow. Okay. So, you know, there were some issues. Okay. You know, for, for somehow the annoyance of learning how to navigate through, you know, just Netflix or Hulu when it's just, you know, for their movies, learning that interface was almost, you know, more acceptable or worth it because, you know, it's still easier than finding your car keys, your wallet, getting into the car, driving to a video store, avoiding that freaky dude in the anime aisle, you know, <laughs> and then getting back home to just, you know, get a movie. But this is TV. You know, we're used to reaching for the remote and surfing, not bouncing around with this, within these interfaces and just, you know, trying to remember where the hell is the Discovery Channel again. So for a while, it felt, you know, more like work. I was less inclined to watch TV because I had to figure out where stuff was. And I wanted that old remote control experience again of just channel surfing a little bit. So, so you, st you still have a little remote device from yeah. your YouTube box or your Apple TV box, but it's a it's a more universal kind of remote. It's it's a different. You're you're moving from levels to levels, whereas mm -hmm. with a TV remote, it's just you're just pressing the up button and you're scrolling. You're right. surfing. Right. It's not as intuitive to surf yet, or at least it wasn't when I was right. first trying to do this right, right, stuff. Right. You know, so I picked up a, a digital HD antenna, you know, so I can pick up the local channels off the air and kind of have that, uh, that surfing experience again. Um, you know, and I started uh, by going to the website for the Federal Communications Commission where they've got a great little interactive digital TV reception map. So you go there, you, you type in your zip code, and it tells you where the TV antennas are in relation to your house. And you're doing this. Because this determines whether you need an antenna that's primarily one direction or if you need it to be like a multi-direction antenna. Depends on, you know, where the towers are in relation uh, to your house. And actually, here's where I made a mistake. And if anyone's going to try this at home, um, you know, hopefully this will save you some time and effort. Buy multiple HD antennas at once. Okay. You're going to experiment with all of them and you keep the one that gets you the best reception and then you return the one, you know, the ones that don't. And as an FYI, uh, experimenting can be kind of a pain in the butt because it takes time. So just bite the bullet, block off a couple of hours and do it all in one day. So let me, let me get this, let me get this straight then. Now you've got, you've got your internet coming in with the Apple TV box or the, the, one of the other boxes and you're getting most of your stuff, but you've got the additional opportunity to use your television to pull in network television through an antenna. I mean, like the old days, you just like went, the old days. Did you just go up and like set up this big old antenna, this big old <laughs> silver thing? And you know, there's there's all kinds of different antennas. Um, I just you know ended up as uh, 
going through a bunch mm-hmm. of different antennas mm-hmm. and eventually finding you know the one that worked right. best. Now, when you're hooking it up, you place the antenna in a location, you connect it to a TV, and these are all, again, these are all indoor antennas. These are not rooftop. Yeah, the one that yeah. I got looked like a square plate. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Okay, all right. You know, and then you let the TV run a digital scan, and it's going to run through and see what mm-hmm. kind of channels it can find, um, and it can pick up the signal. And then you have to check each channel to see what it looks like. Mm-hmm. So you, you check a channel, you hit the up button. It takes a, like a, a couple, not a second, but like a half a second mm-hmm. to switch it over. Mm-hmm. And then you see how the reception comes in for mm-hmm. the next channel. Okay. Um, and unless you get lucky and you nail it on the first attempt, then you've got to experiment with the antenna in different locations. And this is where it gets to be kind of a pain because you, you have to move the antenna and then rerun the entire scan again, which kind of feels like forever. And now you've already forgotten how the reception was for the first an- uh, antenna's right. position. Right. So it, it is a trial and error. And then you have to keep doing this in different locations with that antenna. And then you have to try the other antennas that you've purchased until you find the one that works or at least uh, works best. So, yeah, I tried that with, you know, I bought an antenna and I, I set it up and I just couldn't get, I just couldn't get enough love out of that thing. And <laughs> after a couple hours, I just walked it out to the, to the trash, but I, I wasn't thoroughly committed to the process because I still had the cable as a backup. Yeah. Well, you were kind of experimenting there. I think if you had cut the cable, then yeah. you would have invested a little more time to, you know, just to find the I would have been more, more committed. Yeah. Now did, when these, when these, uh, when these channels come in, are they are they fuzzy? Yeah, fuzzy like the old days. No, it's not fuzzy um, like in the old days. It's uh, it can be kind of pixelated as right. it goes from one channel to the next channel. Mm-hmm. But then when it comes in, you, you don't even notice the difference at yeah, all. Yeah, I've heard that once it pops, it pops. And then what you do is because you're going to pick up a lot of weird channels, a lot of the low power channels that you would never even think to watch. What I had to do was uh, program my TV to skip certain channels because okay. it's you know really I'm not going to watch um, you know a soap operas in a language I don't understand. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, you know the production quality is just you know it's not there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so in the end, is it doable? Yes. Well, what is yeah. this? What does this cost though? You know, these these antennas are relatively cheap. You know, the one that actually ended up working the best for me, mm-hmm. 25 bucks. Okay. You know, but I, again, I had to cycle through. Mm-hmm. I failed with the first mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Then I went, I'm going to need another one. I'm just going to buy a more expensive right. one. Right. That one came. That one still wasn't working. Right. But, but over the air, you're going to get just like the basic channel. The four networks, a couple of local. You're not going to get like... ESPN, no, Discover. You're anything, not. You're not like getting that. any of that. Okay. So if, and 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 the monthly cost, zero, right? Zero. Twenty five. Yeah. You know, for me, twenty five bucks to finally get the antenna that worked. All right. Twenty five. Twenty five up front, and then um, uh, nothing monthly, and you just get your basic channels for yeah. free. That's that's just for okay. free. You know. Okay. And then I still had the other. You know, I was still experimenting with the other paid services over the internet. Over the internet. Right. So, you okay. know, so. I, that's that's what you do. You just you know, there's there's no downside to trying because you can always go back. Do you really think Bruntier is going to say no? You left me a month ago, and we're not going to take your money this month. Yeah, you know. So with the antennas, yes, you know, it's doable. Um, there's 
you know, extra channels, just tell your TV to skip over them. Um, but if you're going to try this, be smarter than I was. Okay. Order a few of these antennas at once, do it all in one day. Otherwise it drags out, um, over a series of weekends and it really turns into kind of a pain in the butt. And what we did is we just got the Apple TV box over the internet and, uh, we pay, I don't know, 35, 40 and we get the basic networks. We get discovery ESPN. We get, you know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, we don't get, well, we're in LA, so we don't get Dodgers and Lakers, but all right, that was the, that was the price to pay. You have to be with some very specific people to get Dodgers or Lakers these days. Yeah. And there's all kinds of different, uh, you know, packages, right? You can, you know, what I ended up with actually was, you know, about a $45 package. Mm-hmm. And cause that's a, I just don't watch enough TV. <laughs> right. Right. You know? Um, but you know, in the end, it's worked out great for me. I only have, uh, you know, me and maybe one other person in my apartment consistently. Right. Uh-huh. So I got plenty of bandwidth. Right. You know, now there are some things to, you know, to remember in terms of all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, when you call to cancel, just seriously, beware of the grandmas. <laughs> She'll try right. to suck your back in. She's going to make you eat the giraffes. They're going to try everything they can. Um, so hold, hold your ground, get the deal you want. And then if they're not going to give it to you, just cut it. If you know you hate it, you, you go back next month, um, you know, and watch the internet speeds. You know, it's great for me, but you know, if I had a family and we were all streaming at the same time, you know, you might need to up your internet speeds, and that starts to eat into the savings of cutting the cord by having a, a more expensive internet uh, package. Now, let me ask you this by going through all this hassle, and it's kind of a hassle, but by going through this hassle, do you find that you watched? more or less TV? And do you find that your TV watching experience was perhaps of a higher quality or a lower quality? What, how did your, your TV watching experience change? I'm more specific on the shows that yeah. I watch. It's no longer as entertaining to surf. Right. I'm, you know, I'm busy enough as it is anyway, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I don't really surf a lot. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I think I did the entire antenna thing mm-hmm. just because I wanted to have the ability to still have that same experience. Mm-hmm. I think it was some sort of a um, transitional period. Yeah, I was, I was kind of holding on to the same physical mm-hmm. experience mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. sitting down mm-hmm. on the couch and up, down, and that's it. That's all you do. Not navigating menus to change channels. Um, you know, I'll tell you what I found. I, I stopped surfing. And when I stopped surfing, I wasn't spending a lot of time like uh, going, uh, you know, stopping the surfing experience, like on the channel where that they do keeping up with the Kardashians. And as you're flipping by, you go, what the hell is going on there? Right. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Um, So I found that um, like you, I was a lot more specific in my TV watching. I went to a specific show or a specific thing. And by the way, I got all the sports that I wanted. Pretty much, because mm-hmm. you got the networks, you yeah. got ESPN, you got whatever the other you know sports channels are, and you don't waste so much time surfing up and back, and and you've got more time to do other things um, during the weekends or the the evening. And I'm really kind of wondering if that's uh, part of the reason that all of these uh, the Amazons, the the Netflix, you know, it's all content. And it's word of mouth. 
because maybe, I don't know, maybe I don't think people are going to be surfing as much. It's too easy to get exactly what you want. Mm-hmm. And if there's something good out there, you're going to figure it out. You're going to hear about it. Um, so all in all, for me, uh, it's been a great thing. And uh, you'll appreciate this, Dave. Um, that space in my entertainment center yeah, where the cable box used to be. Yeah. It's a glass mason jar that's got about 600 bucks in it now. I like it. Because again, it it was weird when it wasn't there. Force of habit. I kept looking over there going, that something is off. Yeah. But actually, I just told everybody that there's 600 bucks sitting in a mason jar in my <laughs> in your i better yeah. move that <laughs> and where, where does where do you live in the san fernando valley i'm uh, not uh <laughs> yes i'm in the san fernando valley i am not in some other location in la you know i found that uh you know everyone's got these these um racks you know where you used to put uh your receiver and your your amp and your record player and your tape player and then your CD player, and then your DVD, and you had all these machines, and you've got this big space. And now, uh, music is kind of over the internet by one of the services, or maybe a CD slash DVD player. Um, the amp, you're still going to have an amp, but I've got all these these holes or spaces in this rack, and um, I haven't mason jar. A mason jar. Mason. I was I was like looking around. What do I put in there? Like some dead flowers or some like no it's it's pictures fun. of the family it's put a mason fun. jar i like that it's fun to not to be like the cable company got me and i'm looking at me getting them back every time yeah i see that mason jar no. plus i'm saving up some money i'm gonna go somewhere have a good you know and do you find that your your video watching experience is uh richer or poor as a result uh, I'm gonna say richer, richer, because uh, I'm I'm filtering out the stuff that I don't want. It's targeted watching, right? Right. I watch what I want to watch. You know, a couple times ago we were talking about running our own motor and being actively engaged, or letting someone else run the motor for us. Sounds to me like you're actually enjoying running your own motor and being more actively involved in the video that you watch. Yeah, I pick. I like it. I like it. Well, you know what. We've completely run over uh, the usual time that we expend for uh, the first part of the podcast, and so we're not we're not going to get to emails today. This was just too interesting to to talk through. So that's it for today. This is David Hagen, and you've been listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast. You've been listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast, Dave's weekly message to keep you on your path to financial success. If you have a question that you would like Dave to answer on the podcast, go to thefinancialwellnesspodcast.com. You can leave an audio message with one click of a button or type your message into the question box. Either way, it's sent right to Dave's phone. Remember, Dave will randomly draw from the submitted questions and pick the winner of a free one-hour personal conversation with Dave to help you achieve your financial goals. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you receive the new episode notifications or share the podcast via the app with your family and friends. This is your announcer, Nick Appel, wishing you every financial success.